welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And today, Midge, we are setting off to sea. Ooh, I'm excited already. Uh, so like like many of us on the internet right now, um, I have watched Our Flag Means Death and I have ship and pirate brain rot and it's the only <laughs> thing that I can think about. So I was like, what's what's a way that I can talk about something something spooky? And so today we're talking about ghost ships. Oh hell yeah. I love this. Yeah. I'm so, a I'm something of a pirate slut myself. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, and I mean I I think I mentioned on a previous episode I'm I'm into maritime disasters, which is a weird thing to say. I was going to say, I hope that's like the, t- the tagline on the dating apps. Yeah. Hi, I'm Penny. I'm into maritime disasters and ghost hunting. How are you doing? Pretty much. Uh, so ghost ships. Yeah. Um, so the term ghost ship refers to a ship um, that is found floating with no crew aboard. Um, there are also, of course, like legends of like ghostly and haunted ships. Um, I've seen it being used to refer to both, but then I saw some place that was like very sternly like, no, that's a phantom ship and a ghost <laughs> ship is How only a real you. ship. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Don't you ever confuse them again. <laughs> right. Uh, and there are so many there are so many examples of this because the sea is terrifying. Um, see also our episode about thalassophobia and dark water. Um, <laughs> so today I'm, I'm mostly focusing um, on historic options um, because that is a little bit less depressing <laughs> when it happened a long time ago. And also <laughs> like a lot of the modern ones that I was looking at are just kind of like, yep, we found a yacht. Whoever was on it probably fell overboard. And I'm like, that's, yeah, that's, that's no fun. That's just sad. That's not <laughs> spooky. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Not, not the vibe. Yeah. But, no, we only want ancient pirates falling off ships. Yeah. Like that's, that's probably fine. Uh, so I, I read a bunch of different websites for this. Um, got some stuff from Smithsonian, Reader's Digest, and a website called Historic Mysteries, mm. which uh, was fun. But we are going to start with probably the most famous of the ghost ships, the Mary Celeste. Yeah, yo. Yeah, so uh, you may have heard this name before. It, there is a movie about the Mary Celeste, and it was also used as inspiration by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. In one of his mysteries. That is my my vague familiarity is from Mr. Mr. Doyle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, so the Mary Celeste set sail on November 7th, 1872, um, with the captain, his wife, their little girl, and seven crew members. Uh, the ship had its last, the ship's log's last entry was recorded on November 25th. And 10 days later, um, it was spotted floating by a British vessel. And they were like, hey, didn't the Mary Celeste leave like eight days before us? Like they should be where they're supposed to be by now. (laughs) Also, hey, didn't that have people on it when it left? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, So they pulled up and boarded the ship and no one was there. Um, 
There were still uh, six months worth of food and supplies on board. Um, It seemed like pretty much all of the crew members' belongings were there. Um, Obviously, like, the ship was still sailable. It was still floating. Um, But there there was about three feet of water in the hold, um, and a pump was disassembled, and one of the lifeboats was gone. So, uh, assumedly, they... Like, they purposefully left. <laughs> yeah, so, assumedly, um, so, obviously, like, there are lots of theories and rumors. Um, because this happened in the olden times, there were just a bunch of fake news stories right. that happened where people would be like, I am a secret survivor of the Mary Celeste. And they were like, yep, here's a story, and none of that was true. It was uh, <laughs> old times, unsolved mysteries. They were like, I mean, maybe it was God, question mark? Mm -hmm. yeah so some people so like the cargo they had like um alcohol not like drinking alcohol i don't think but like rubbing alcohol i guess i don't know um but they so some people have theorized that like there was maybe like a buildup of fumes and like that like a hatch like exploded and everyone freaked out and abandoned ship um, mm. some people thought that it was some kind of like insurance scam, um, but obviously like nobody claimed it's gone. So like, I don't know how that works. I mean, obviously people are always like, maybe it's a mutiny. Um, so it seems like the most current theory, um, this was the one that I read about in Smithsonian, um, was that like, obviously the ship had taken on water, but apparently like three feet is not that bad on a ship of this size. Great. Like that seems like a bad amount of water yeah. to me, right. <laughs> for me. Yeah. But um, I'd prefer but none, me, none water. <laughs> exactly. Um, but because the pump was broken, apparently, since it was disassembled and the hold was so full that maybe the captain like couldn't tell how much water was in there mm. and thought that it was worse than it was and was like, oh, we should flee. Um, but then obviously, like the lifeboat was lost somewhere. Um, but yeah, none of those people were ever seen again. And it oh, continues that's... to be. Um, and also some people are like, maybe it was the Bermuda Triangle and they weren't in the Bermuda Triangle. So that <laughs> well, you know, that's a recurring theme on here in this episode also. You know how the Bermuda pr- Triangle just like pops up. <laughs> like right? it'll just be like, surprise and take your ship. And then it maybe, leaves. Maybe it's some yeah. of that bad Bermuda Triangle water that came like <laughs> it, in a current up here. In the channel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, you would think, I would assume that like, or maybe that's what they want us to think. I was going to say, I would assume there was no like mal, not malpractice. That's doctors. Uh, like <laughs> uh, no bad intent because if it were like pirates or something, they would have looted the ship. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's why they were like, all the stuff is still here. So like no one like, yeah, <laughs> what no if one pirated it, it. What if these pirates were just like really like the world's worst pirates? And they were like, we know we'll take just the people and hold them for ransom. <laughs> but then they like didn't send a letter to anybody or anything. So the people got there and they're like, well, I guess they're dead and just left. No. <laughs> they're somewhere still sitting in a pirate cave like, hello, hello? <laughs> anybody? Out. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, we have a little bit more recent. We have the MV Joyita, is how I'm going to say it, okay. um, which was originally built as a pleasure yacht and was owned by Hollywood directors in the 1930s. I love um, that for them. Right. Uh, it was then um, taken to be a patrol boat during World War II. 
and then after that ended up being used as a fishing boat. Um, so one of the things to know about this boat was that it had been going for a while. Um, it had been <laughs> repaired several times and seems like maybe not super well <laughs> every time. Perfect. <laughs> yes, ideal. Um, so this guy set sail from Samoa on October 3rd, 1955, 16 crew and nine passengers when they set off, there was already like one engine that wasn't working, <laughs> but oh, okay. <laughs> but they were it, they were only expecting it to be like a forty eight hour um, trip, so they were like, "It's fine." Um, but it you know never what? Call arrived. me old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> but even if it was a ten minute trip, I'm not getting on a boat with one failing engine. I'm just not doing it. Right? I mean, you. we saw what happened uh, to the SS Minnow on a three-hour tour, <laughs> a, and it's just a and three stuff hour was still tour. working. It's stuff was working as far as we knew. Yeah, what if you get caught in a storm and you have one working engine, Jeremy? I'm right. not doing that. No. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> they, they like, searched the, the I think they said it was, so I, I at first got confused because it said it was the Air Force, but it was, like, Air Force boats. Um, search the oh, area. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, the air force that's on water. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, they were searched for a week, didn't find anything. Um, and then five weeks later, um, a merchant ship found this boat drifting uh, more than 600 miles away from where oh, it my was gosh. supposed to be. Um, so the crew, the passengers, and a significant amount of cargo were missing. Um, the radio was tuned um, to a distress frequency, but it wasn't working. But apparently it was like not working in a way that it's possible the crew wouldn't have realized that it wasn't actually sending a distress signal. Oh, that's a real bummer. Yeah. Um, so the ship was like kind of busted at this point. The photos of it are very creepy. It's kind of like half sunk in the water, but like they think like it was still floating and obviously it had been drifting for like over a month. So they were like, when they left, it was probably still pretty seaworthy. Um, and there was still fuel. Um, they did find damage to the bridge, broken glass, and there was a doctor's kit on the deck with a bloody bandage. Hmm. And a random spooky detail, um, was that all of the clocks were stopped at 10 25 PM. That's when the other engine stopped working. <laughs> right? I know. I feel like a stopped clock is just so spooky. Like, it no really matter is. what, it's just like, oh. Mm. It's so fascinating now to think about, like, because, you know, everybody has cell phones on them. Everyone has, like, you're basically being tracked all the time. So it's so fascinating, these things where it's like, and then just nobody knows what happened except that the one clock suggested. Like, I think that's why right? it's yeah. so spooky then, because it's like the only like possible reminder of like, oh, this is around what time something might have happened. Like now somebody would like ping the passenger cell phones and be like, okay, well, it looks like they went five miles east at 10.02. Right. Then they went... <laughs> Yeah, I I always love a unrelated to the sea, but a classic like a murder victim whose like watch has been smashed, and it's like, oh, his watch was stopped at six thirty, oh, yeah. so that must be when the murder happened. And I'm like, oh, so oh. the the t time time has stopped for this person because literally, dead. literally, yeah, <laughs> yes. 
so they investigated um, the ship. Um, they found that there was like a corroded pipe that was leaking. Um, the ship was generally in bad repair, but apparently not not super comforting. The life vessels would have been worse. <laughs> and oh, well. <laughs> there were not enough life jackets for everyone. So people are kind of like, it seemed like the captain was apparently a very like, you know, experienced captain. They're like, he, it seems unlikely he would have thought that abandoning the ship would have been a better option in this well, case. Yeah. I mean, broken glass and blood. I mean, I know people were probably frantic if something happened, but like, to me, that one sounds more like foul play. Like somebody who yeah. wasn't supposed to be on that ship got on that ship. <laughs> yeah. So like, obviously there are pirate theories. Um, One that sounded um, real, obviously, who knows? I am not saying that this is what happened. I didn't use my psychic ghost ship powers uh, to <laughs> not today to determine it. Um, <laughs> it's Sunday. We don't use those on no, the weekend. No, not on the Lord's Day. <laughs> uh, but there was some um, talk. Someone put forward a theory that maybe like there was damage and something bad happened and that the captain didn't want to abandon the ship, but like the crew freaked out mm. and that potentially there was a altercate. There were altercations and like some kind of violence caused by that. And they did end up abandoning ship. Um, and no one was ever found. Yep. Our mutiny. <laughs> mutiny afoot. Oh, I just, I wonder, you just you saying your ghost ship powers, I wonder if there's ever been any, like, I'm sure there has, like, psychic mediums or somebody who has tried to, like, reach the spirits of people that were never found on ghost ships. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I want, I want so much to witness that. Right, what are y'all up to down in the, the briny deep? <laughs> Not the briny deep. <laughs> briny deep. Next ship, there's definitely, I think this one, this one is like the strongest like mutiny possibility in my perspective. I, I ordered them from least likely to be a mutiny yes. to most likely. <laughs> We're in an escalating mutiny spectrum. <laughs> um, so this ship was called the Carol A. Deering. Um, so in late 1920, um, they the ship had left from Virginia and delivered a load of coal to Rio de Janeiro and was on the way back to Virginia at this point. Um, so on January 29th, 1921, a lightship keeper, which I assume is a lighthouse that is a ship. Uh, uh. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, um, that doesn't seem practical, though. A moving lighthouse? Um, I, I assume they were anchored there, but who's to say? <laughs> like, yeah, that seems counterintuitive, but continue. Yes. Um, so off the coast of North Carolina, saw the ship and um, they kind of like, it sounds like they just kind of like yelled at each other as they were passing. Um, sure. And a crew member said that the ship had lost its anchors, which I don't know how that would happen. Um, and the lightship keeper thought yeah. that they were behaving suspiciously. He said that the crew was milling around on the deck. How dare they? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, at first I was like, all right, dude, like, it's not your boat. Like, you're not in charge of what this crew does. Yeah, don't, don't tell um, them how to mill. Right. But two days later, the ship was found run aground on the Diamond Shoals, abandoned. 
Um, two of the lifeboats were missing. The ship's log and navigation equipment were gone. Um, a lot of crew oh. personal effects were gone. But there was also food like in the process of being prepared left in the galley. Which is oh, spooky. So they left in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, so it, so it would seem. Um, and this is apparently like one of the most like investigated shipwrecks of all time. And a bunch of like various different arms of the U.S. government all investigated this. Um, it was closed. With, the case was closed without an official finding. Um, according to Wikipedia, it is a favorite of Bermuda Triangle enthusiasts and is heavily researched. So, if you are a Bermuda Triangle enthusiast, I'm sorry for giving the short version that I'm sure you're infuriated by. <laughs> but th- it was inter- it was weird to me to see that like this was like a super researched one because when i was reading it it seemed kind of straightforward to me yeah yeah so, yes were there uh, <laughs> were there a bunch of really rich people on board that's what they're like well we better investigate right um well so obviously you know theories pirates again um smugglers they thought that maybe it was like connected to like rum runners of some kind Mm. uh the reason it was probably um highly researched was because also they thought maybe communists did it not the communists yeah some of those some of those damn commies oh Um, no (laughs) there was apparently like suspicion that communists were like taking over ships i couldn't tell from this kind of like brief overview whether or not there was any reason to think that but i I feel like the u.s government just yeah just generally thought communists were always involved yeah they're like something happened it's the commies for sure Mm, yes um but the reason that I think that this seems somewhat straightforward um, is when, so the original captain of this ship um, got sick and had to be replaced like near the start. And apparently Ooh. the new captain and the first mate hated each other and Ugh. like got into like screaming drunken fights in bars. And like the first mate like got put in jail for being disorderly and supposedly like yelled at the captain that he was going to kill him. <laughs> So, (laughs) call me old fashioned. Uh, I wouldn't sail with someone who wanted to murder me. I just, I don't think I would take on that challenge. Yeah, it was also like, it was like the captain bailed him out of jail for some reason. I was like, I don't think I would do that. I think you can stay there in jail. (laughs) Secret lovers. That's enemies to lovers. Yeah. Like, what? Hello? And yeah, to be like, I mean, the the thing that stands out to me that if that interaction happened with the, the moving lighthouse, that if they were like, yeah, our anchors are gone, like someone did that. Right. And the lightship Your guy. Your anchors don't just like <laughs> fall. Well, maybe they do. I don't. Maybe. I'm not a sailor. But right. like, that's what I was like. I'm like, did a fish chew through the line? Through the biggest <laughs> rope in history? I don't think so. Like, <laughs> you was a big fish, Mitch. It's just a, a whole ass shark takes the anchor. This takes a big chomp. Uh, the lightship guy said that the person who talked to him was definitely not the captain. Of the well, ship. yeah, because the so, captain was murdered. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure the captain was murdered. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think so. These guys either purposefully or accidentally ran the ship aground and then fucked off. So, I yeah, that would that would be a funny twist that they like they killed the captain, but then they didn't actually know how to sail the ship. Right? They're like, oh man, oh damn it. <laughs> wow. 
we should have thought of this in advance. We really, we really should have. Well, and again, yeah, so many, when you you said it's like, it seems pretty cut and dry. It's like, yeah. The, like the fact that someone took the ship log too. Yeah. Like and- obviously there was something that was like, you know, November 3rd, 10.22 p.m. Captain was murdered. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so I guess it is, part of me is like, so did they just like run off and like find new identities because it was the 1920s and you could do you that? You could just pretend to be not uh-huh. yourself anymore. Yeah. But it also just seems like, I don't know. Obviously, I don't have uh, statistics about this, but it seems like 90% of the time, if you get in a lifeboat in the olden days, you're just going to die in the lifeboat instead. Yeah, that should be called a drown boat. Right? It's not not helping you. If you're in the middle of the sea and you get in that lifeboat, like, good good luck, my friend. So Yeah, unless you're, like, already almost to land. Like, if you, Mm -hmm. like, see the land and you're like, okay, we, we can get in the lifeboat and row, you know, 50 yards or whatever i don't know right. measurements that was re- <laughs> rewind to the previous one it was like oh yeah so mysterious that they abandoned ship only 50 miles from their destination and never got there and i was just like you expect me to row a lifeboat for 50 miles yeah absolutely like, no not. i'm definitely dying in this lifeboat yeah i will row thrice and then i will yeet myself off the l- I- i'm done <laughs> Right. Especially if it's like, you know, presumably there are storms or bad weather of some kind that has caused your ship to be to struggling in or the something. first yeah. place. Yeah. Like being in a smaller boat is probably not going to do well for you. Yeah. What a stupid concept. The more <laughs> the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, there's no other thing you could think of to like protect people in a ship storm than a smaller, shittier boat. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta make do with what you got, I guess. But it does seem like it's a kind of an out of the frying pan into the fire kind yeah, of. Yeah, we we need like life submarines, like Ooh. that. It like you go into a thing under the ship and get in like a little pod, and then it it'll like propel you. Yeah, I'd be I'd be down for that. There's my millions. Trademark <laughs> Midge Monster LLC life Dear submarines. Tank. Dear uh so i i am closing the episode with a story that's a little bit different and less depressing oh fun fun um this i should have listened to someone say this first um it's Uh the ss bay chemo um and it was originally built in 1914 as a German trading ship, uh, but was ceded to the British government after World War One. Um, it ended up sailing around uh, the northern coast of Canada in the Arctic, like primarily like carrying furs and stuff around. Um, and in late September 1931, it was caught in a blizzard and trapped in the ice, oh. um, which sucks. And so they were like, ah, dang. And (laughs) better grab our smaller, shittier boats. Right. Um, Because so I guess like it would it takes like a lot of power to like heat a big old ship like that. Um, So the crew moved like the important stuff off of the ship and like built like a little like winter accommodation nearby. So like most of the crew and passengers um, were flown home, um, but some people were staying to like maintain the ship through the winter so they could like sail it out once the ice melted. Screw that. 
I'd be out of right. there. <laughs> I'm not into it. Um, no. But apparently you have to keep ice off the rudder was the important task. So they had to stay and do that. Um, but at the end of November, there was another storm. And when they woke up, the ship was gone. And they were like, ah, dang, our ship it sank. It was gone? It was gone. So they were like, oh, the ship sank. Um, but then, surprise, an Inuit hunter was like, nope, I saw that ship. Um, and it had drifted 44 miles away and then got frozen <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> so they went to the ship um, one last time to get, like, the last cargo off of it and so abandoned were they it. Like, were they, like, ice camping? Like, yeah. What? They weren't living on the ship. No, so they had built like a shed near the ship. <laughs> that and so when they awful. woke up, it went away. Yep. Um. So they were like, "Oh well, the ship is done." Um. Everybody flew home to Vancouver. To <laughs> oh well, the there's of nine the months of my life. <laughs> right. But this ship was like, guess what, bitch? I'm not done. It continued to float around and be seen for several decades. Um. <laughs> what? So yep. Nobody so. Went- Nobody thought, like, maybe I should go get this ship off the water. No, wait. So, like, so it, like, ended up, like, drifting around Alaska a bunch. And people would board it and kind of, like, scope it out and maybe, like, take, like, some fun stuff and leave. Um, in Became, 19- like, a, an Instagram sensation. People right? pop on, take a few selfies, leave. Pretty much. In 1939, someone was like, I'm going to salvage this ship. And the ice flows were too much, and he gave up. Um, And that was the last recorded um, boarding of the ship. It continued to be spotted, and this was my favorite part. Um, It was described as, (laughs) it it eluded capture. And I was like, it's a boat. I don't know if a boat can elude capture. Um, But it was last spotted in 1969, 38 years after she was abandoned. Um. And so the Bekimo has not been seen since, so she probably sank, but who knows? Maybe, maybe she's still chilling up there. Um, or the Bermuda Triangle could also be. Yes, maybe she made her way down she to the Bermuda Triangle. Right in there. Yes. Um, so the Alaskan government did launch a project in 2006, um, hoping to find the ship, whether it is above or below the ocean, um, but they have not had any success with that yet. Um, but she was known as the ghost ship of the Arctic. And I just love the idea of this giant <laughs> cargo ship just like drifting la, 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 by. La, la. <laughs> just like, oh, hey. What's the up? words eluded capture. Yes. Have me. I'm I'm holding in my severe laughter right now because that is so <laughs> what? You couldn't just like hook it to a bigger boat and drag it ashore somewhere? Apparently apparently nobody I mean I don't I know mean, boat logistics, one, but that one dude tried to do it. I guess maybe just nobody like cared enough to do it or i mean obviously like ice is a big problem (laughs) so continuing to have ice struggles but yeah i just loved this wild little well big boat just (laughs) zipping around alaska and just it would be so scary i i would be i'm kind of like i don't know the idea of like a boat drifting around with nobody inside it just kind of 
wigs well, yeah, me out like, in general. <laughs> what about other boats? Like if it's just aimlessly drifting and you like if people other people were sailing past it, it could like do a lot of damage if it's a big boat. Yes, I so I didn't end up picking this one, but there was another boat um that like just kind of drifted for a long time and there was something about people like complaining about it like bedeviling your navigation because there was just this dumb boat floating around getting in the way the the most intense version of littering like oh yeah we're just gonna leave that boat out there till it sinks that's fine right and i mean with all like currents and stuff like who knows where it's gonna where it's gonna go especially yeah if it had stuff on it that's wild okay well (laughs) That's all, that's hilarious and uh, weird, and I love it. Yes, uh, so that that's our our lighthearted ghost ship uh, to end the episode. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, thank you to everyone uh, for tuning in. Let me know what you think about boats and ships and anchors. Can a shark bite an anchor? <laughs> Sound off in the comments. Yeah, no, yeah, no kidding. Kidding. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Did that guy murder that guy? The answer is yes, but I'd love to yes. hear your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you for joining us uh, this week. Uh, we are always so glad to have you. And if you would like to help support our show, it really helps us out if you give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. Uh, Do you have a review to share with us today, Midge? I sure do. This is a uh, comment from or a review from our um, Podbean feed from Princess B43. And she said, ladies, I cannot express how listening to your podcast has helped my mental state. I recently lost my father and my mother was in the hospital. Oh, we're so sorry to hear that, Princess. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. Um, We're thinking about you. Uh, but she said, I love that my mind can escape and bring this bring some spooky joy during this difficult time. Thank you, ghouls, for all you do. XOXO. Thank you. Oh, thank you. We're, yeah. Our hearts go out to you. We're thinking of you and your family right now. Yeah, we hope uh, that you can escape and just have, have a little moment of spookiness uh, to, to brighten your day. <laughs> yes. And uh, think about ghost ships. <laughs> Yes. Think whenever you're feeling sad, everyone, just think about a stupid boat floating a around Alaska, boat floating around the Arctic. <laughs> uh, I if if only we could have a life as carefree <laughs> as a big boat floating around the Arctic. Uh, all right. If you would like to follow along with our podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Ghouls Night in Pod. And you can find me on all of the things at Penny Snark. And you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster. And until next time, goodbye.